0: Welcome to Crafting Joy. This is your host, Joy Giovanini. Each episode will serve as a gathering space, a place to focus on renewal and reflect on the why behind making. Crafting Joy braids together a love of all creative arts with spoken word. I'm beyond excited to be able to share this week's essay. It comes from Shelley Thacker and I actually came across this piece back in 2006. It was in The Fall Interweave Knits magazine from that year. At the time that I read it, I was an elementary teacher and I was so taken by the descriptive language and the passion for the subject that I actually used it as an anchor text with students for years to come in elementary and middle school to get them to unlock their own writing. When I decided to do this podcast, I was really reflecting about some of the pieces over the years that hit that intersection of crafting and writing, and this came immediately to mind. So I reached out to the author and asked if I would be able to have permission to share this with you, and she graciously agreed. So here, without further ado, is Wild and Wooly. The scent entices me the moment the first leaves turn from green to gold. It's more alluring than French perfume, sweeter than the steam curling off a latte, lovelier than a breeze blowing across a tropical beach. Seems made of earth and rain, rich with the promise of good things to come. For knitters like me, nothing is more hypnotic than the smell of wool in autumn. Most people, ordinary people, non-knitting people, associate this season with the aroma of pumpkin pie, the smoky fragrance of a fire on the hearth. I follow my nose to a different fall craving. I can be found slipping into local yarn shops as early as August, picking up one skein after another, domestic and imported, bulky and baby weight, designer labeled and homespun. I can't resist brushing each one lightly against my cheek, closing my eyes, and surreptitiously inhaling. For I know it, the scent of wool tempts me beyond any hope of restraint, perhaps because it carries a hint of the forbidden. As a child, I rarely touched wool. I grew up wearing sweaters and ponchos knitted from neon bright acrylics that matched my mod polyester pants. Mine was a man-made, easy-care, wash-and-wear world. My mother told me that wool was too scratchy, too hot, too difficult to keep clean. She warned me away from wool, as if it were a tattooed bad boy with long hair and a Harley. I was a good girl, an obedient daughter. I avoided wool for years. Only cotton or synthetic yarns touched my needles. In shops, I barely glanced at that hot-off-the-sheep stuff. When a pattern I coveted called for wool, I substituted another yarn, though I was often disappointed with the results. Then my husband accepted a job in Minnesota, where the snows arrive at Halloween and last until Easter, where the high temperatures in January come with a minus symbol, "'where the winter wind can slice through a cotton sweater in a matter of seconds. "'It was time to make friends with wool. "'Hesitant, a bit shy, I ventured into a yarn shop in St. Paul "'and asked for an introduction to what I had been missing. "'I made the acquaintance of an ultra-fine merino "'that needed the attentive touch of size 2 needles. "'Rugged hand-spun that could be knit up in a matter of hours on size 15s. "'Superwash wool that could be tossed in the washing machine.' without a second thought, and plush wools blended with cashmere, alpaca, silk, rayon, even cotton. I met wool in natural sheep colors, beige, gray, cream, and charcoal, but I also fingered skeins in hot jewel tones, cool pastels, and hand-painted combinations. I was astonished. I was dazzled. I was developing a serious crush on this once-forbidden fiber. I pondered which of the tempting choices I would take home. I lifted a skein of worsted to examine the color more closely. And in that moment, my knitting fate was sealed. I caught scent of the wool. It was dusky, earthy. Though natural and pure, it held a distinctive note of wildness. A few sniffs of different brands revealed that all shared that heady fragrance with minor variations. One brought to mind the heathered fields of Scotland. Another swept me away to grassy plains warmed by Australian sun. A third had me climbing into the clouds on a mountain in Peru. It seemed a minor miracle that these wolves had traveled across continents and through many hands, sheer to spinner to dye bath to shop, Yet that luscious scent lingered, like a promise of warmer and brighter days. Three years and many projects later, I've learned that even after a sweater or scarf has been worn and loved, cleaned and worn some more, that enchanting fragrance still teases the wearer's nose. Woodsy, a little untamed, wool more than any other fiber has life, it has experience it has been places and seen things. I still knit with cotton and synthetics, still make time for my old favorites in the spring and summer, but every autumn, as soon as the first hint of cooler weather rustles the leaves, my knitter's heart and my knitter's nose gives in to the sweet temptation of wool. I never did mention to my mother that I had gone the way of the wild and woolly, but I accidentally gave away the secret this year when I emailed her the latest photo of Melissa, our three-month-old baby girl. Mom called from her beachfront home and raved about her granddaughter's beauty, her adorable expression, her rosy cheeks. Then she paused. That's not a wool sweater she's wearing, is it? Oops. The sheep was out of the bag. Mom, I said slowly, there's something... I have to tell you. Thank you so much for stopping by and carving out some time for Crafting Joy. I'm your host, Joy Giovanini. Special thanks to my daughter, my half-pint Lena, for our intro music, and my old friend Theo Brown for his moody musical stylings fading us out. I hope our paths cross again soon.